This is episode number 57 of The Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Homeowner Show. We are glad that you could be with us today. What episode is this, Kev? 57. 57. Yeah. It's like my favorite Chevy. Well... A lot of people will de- debate you on the 56, 57. Bring e- it. Even the 58. You're all wrong. Okay. <laughs> the 50s, the 57's pretty slick. Yeah. They're good. all pretty slick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like any of us would turn one down in I, condition. I would not. <laughs> or maybe even like with a little bit of rust, I'd still take it. Yeah, absolutely. So Everybody turns their heads whenever you see one. <laughs> for sure. You could have it in my go- garage. Yeah. Yeah. We might talk about garages here in a minute. We might. Yeah. So what's been going on, man? Dude, uh, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. Just uh, continuing to to work football, <laughs> man. It seems like the the thing that I it's like the everything right now. Uh, lots lots of stuff going on with that, but it's all good. Um, you know, some of you may may remember that when we started this podcast, I was. I was having a you were knee, hobbled. I was having a knee issue. <laughs> yeah, had torn my ACL. So being able to run around, dude, that that's a big deal for me. Heck yeah! So I'm I'm pretty pumped about that. And like every week, it's 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 feeling better and it's getting better as far as that goes. So, um, so yeah, that's exciting. Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting. We're getting into the fall season, and so, um, you know, Thanksgiving is around the corner yeah. and uh, obviously Halloween too, but like Thanksgiving's a big deal for our family. And so getting some things already prepared in my mind about like stuff I'm going to do over the Thanksgiving mm. week. I just, man, I love this time of year. Dude, the, I, the fall is probably my favorite season yeah. by far. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fun. The, the problem is that, that here in Houston, it's still in the mid nineties <laughs> and it's, it's the beginning of October. But no, I mean like to give everybody like a, a clue. I mean like this is, we're, we're going to be in into October by the time this, this episode airs. And I, w- I was looking over the weekly forecast and I was like really excited because the high throughout the week was 92. Yeah, absolutely. I was and, like, and oh, it gets, it's going to be so cool. It gets down into the <laughs> mid seventies at night. Yes. Yes. It's like, okay. In fact, I saw one weird random day that the high was going to be 79. Mm. It was one day. And I'm like, it'll be first glorious. Of all, yeah. <laughs> first of all, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> and say it like, maybe it was a misprint. Maybe it's supposed to be 97 instead Uh-oh. of 79. <laughs> <laughs> Some goober at the weather channel. Yeah. Just messing with us. Weather.com is just, you know, playing games. Oh man. But yeah. How are you doing, man? I do. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're still, we're almost done with the house. Yeah. It's we, looking we can, good. We can see the end in sight. Yes. So we, we had a, we had a big mishap the other night. Really? Oh, it was so bad. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I'd, I'd left and, uh, we, we'd had a really busy weekend. And so I went to my high school reunion by myself. Yeah. Uh, left, uh, left Brandy and the kids here at home. We had to like the, the next day. So this was a Friday night and the next day we had to be at a fun run. Uh, it was a fundraiser. Yeah. At, we had to be there at like five in the morning. Oh goodness. Cause we were bringing a lot of the stuff for it. And so I was like, look, you stay at home, get some sleep. I'll go to this reunion, visit with my friends. I'll come back and we'll get up and go to the race in the morning. So I was, I was going between two events at the reunion. I called to check in and my wife told me that, Hey, a pipe burst while you were gone. 
Oh, no. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah. And she goes, don't worry about it. You know, the, the crew was here. They fixed it. They said we can't turn the water on for like two hours, but it'll be fine. You know, we'll, we'll turn the water back on and you stay at your thing. No big deal. I said, okay. Yeah. So you know, stayed stayed out and visited with, with friends, had a good time catching up. And I ended up getting home about midnight. Wow. Which, you know, having to be somewhere at five the next morning. Not your best choice. Not my best choice, but it was a choice. <laughs> and I made it. <laughs> Um, you owned it. Yeah. So I get home and I'm like, all right, I probably better go look at this thing yeah. see what's going on. Well, I walk, and it was in the bathroom Yeah. and in our new shower and I walk in and water is just going everywhere. Oh no. And the pipe had come out of a fitting Ugh. and was just gushing water all over the floor. What are the chances? And I was like, I don't know how long this has been going on. Because, you know, everybody had probably been asleep since like nine o'clock. Yeah. So, I mean, the water could have been running in that room for like three hours. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, so I walked so I, like from my house down to the street where the, the water main is to turn the water off in the house. It's like a hundred yards. Yeah. So, I had to walk down there in the dark, find the water main, <laughs> turn it off, oh my go goodness. back up, try and figure out what was going on, refit the pipe, re-glue it. And once I got it stuck up in there again, I was like, well, I'm just going to leave the water off all night. Yeah. Because I don't want to have to wake up to this again. Nope. So I left the water off all night, got up the next morning, went down the driveway again, turned the water, and this was like at four in the morning. And oh, I didn't goodness. finish fixing everything till like two in the morning. So it was, it was just one of those, like, <laughs> it was one of those, it was one of those moments as a homeowner where like you start to, you start to ask yourself like, why? Why? Why did I do this? Yeah. Why am I owning this house yeah so but it's fixed now yeah we actually had a plumber come out and our, our contractors took care of that for us they they really they really did a good job you know standing standing by that well again get a good contractor yep they'll take care of you and they, and they did they took really good care of us good um so it's all fixed up now good they're gonna come back and patch all that up yeah in this week sometime so we should be back in business but i did get to try out the shower it is fabulous. Yeah, dude, that thing is, it's its slick. For for those of you who, I mean, eventually there will be some pictures up, I know. Yeah, but, yeah, we'll, um, do, we'll do a photo shoot. You've got like a like a one foot square rainfall shower head. Yeah. Is no, it one foot? Oh, no, it's it's actually a little bigger. What? Yeah, it's- It's massive. It's 18 inches by 18 inches. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's huge and I love it. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's, it comes right out of the ceiling and it's- Man, it's like you're being rained on. It's like a waterfall. It is. I, I, and like part, so one of the things that we did that was a little bit different is it's a, it's an open shower. Yeah. So there's no doors mm -hmm. and no glass. Right. Which that's exactly what I hate cleaning glass on showers. Oh, it's the worst. And it, it, it gets it, all, what's, what's, what's the stuff that gets on the, it's a film of some yeah, sort. It's, it's like, like a, a white. Yeah. And it's the, you can't get it off. No. And no, no one wants to clean Squeegees that. Squeegees don't work. Yeah. So we, we <laughs> just, we made the shower big enough where we didn't need glass. But the, one of the things you have to watch out for when you're doing that is you, you have heat loss. Yes. That's part of the reason you do glass and you do curtains. And yes. all, not just to keep the water in there, but to keep the heat. Well, and also the cold air from hitting your body whenever you're, you know, right. taking a shower. So uh, that was part of the reason that I wanted to get this massive rain head because mm -hmm. like you can get up underneath it. And nothing will hit you because that water surrounds you. It's like you're inside it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, it's it stayed warm. It's, yeah. I might come over and shower in it. Well. All right. <laughs> uh, you, you're not welcome. No, we're, 
We'll be in Florida next week. I guess that'd be okay. Perfect timing. <laughs> I will need a shower next week. Yeah. Whether I think I do or not. So well, anyway, we we have this we have a pretty cool episode tonight. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. So you know, Craig, Craig and I, the way we come up with episodes is is probably not exactly how you think it it's is. It's very scientific. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's way more scientific than you think. But um, so so for this episode, I was just kind of thinking, what what would be something fun that we could do? It's different. It's out of the ordinary. Um, but but it's something that I, that I think that we all kind of go through whenever we're looking at buying a house. And the one thing that the realtor is going to ask you really quickly out of the gate is, what are your must-haves? Right. And what are those things? If that, they're a good realtor. If the yeah. <laughs> hopefully like. I guarantee you, Brandy. Brandy's going to ask you that question. Yeah, our, our realtor. She did uh, ask you that question. She did. Brandy Banks. She's awesome. Um, she asked, you know, what are, what are your must haves? Because I mean, let's face it. If you don't know what your must haves are, then you're never going to find a house that fits you. Right. There's no way you can just spitball like, let's go look <laughs> at all these houses. Like, yeah. You have to have some criteria, and you know, if you go on these search engines. Like around here, it's har.com. Uh, but, you know, even if you're looking on Zillow or wherever you're looking, you know. Truly. Yeah. yeah you Wherever you're looking, they're going to have a few parameters that you can put in. You know, like how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, those sorts of things. Right. right. Square footage, those types of things. So anyway, uh, so what we're going to do is I'm going to go first and we're going to do this episode uh that is the my must-haves right and and kevin's top 10 that um, our top my top 10 and then we will at some point do a do an episode with craig's top 10 as well so yeah. uh so we're just going to go in, and these are in no particular order because they're all must-haves right yeah like there's not like one that's really more important than the other um so however do you, do you even need me to do the show tonight yes okay because i want you to tell me how dumb i am done um, do you want me to start it off at the beginning? No, I got to I got to mention something first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's I have some you. prepared remarks. Yeah, I figured you did. Um, now, now I, I will tell you that that there are definitely things that at the end of the day you're going to compromise on something because even if you have a list of five things, there's going to be a house that's got four of them and it doesn't have that one, right? Right. So. Um, I'm going to go down my list and, and they're, we'll, we'll talk about it. Are, are they in order or are they well, just, are they just the list? I feel like there are some things that are, that are a little bit at the top uh-huh. that are kind of the, the things you have to know. And so we're going to start with those. Like for me, four bedrooms is a must. Okay. So is that, so you're saying like, that's your number one. That That's number one. Okay. Four bedrooms is a must. Like we, when we were looking for a house. Is that because uh, your wife wants you to have your own room? Well, primarily, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we were looking for a house, um, we we specifically said we do not want to look at a house that has less than four bedrooms. Right. We were willing to compromise if a certain option was available, and that option was like a, a super perfect spare bedroom or a spare room that was like dual purpose that we could have a Murphy bed in or something like that. Okay. Um, we were interested in like a Murphy bed idea. Um, if you don't know what a Murphy bed is, um, a Murphy bed is basically a fold up bed that folds up into the wall. Yeah. And, and then you fold it down and so when you need it. Yeah. It's a space saver really. Um, have you seen the new ones? Dude, that, they have all kinds of new ones. Like they fold up into like a box. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And they, they have, dude, you, they have them that, that are Murphy bunk beds. Uh-huh. 
and like all dude all kinds of things things that like fold up into a sofa mm-hmm. like, and, and you would think oh that's just a sofa bed no and I'm I'm not talking about just a sofa bed, like right. with the horrible, you know, two inch mattress that has a bar through your back, like a true Murphy bed. <laughs> um, anyway, some really cool options out there. Uh, but anyway, four bedrooms is really important. So a bedroom for my wife and I, um, a bedroom for my two kids each, and then a spare bedroom. Gotcha. The reason we needed a spare bedroom was uh, at the time. So my mother-in-law comes down regularly and will spend the weekend with us. I mean, that happens at least once a month. And you want to continue to encourage that? I do. Okay. I I actually do really <laughs> like my mother-in-law. You're not just saying that because she listens to the show. No, right? she probably doesn't listen. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, but I, you know, we we like being a, a space that if we have friends in or family that we don't just have to completely upset our rhythm of life in order to give a family or, or a person their own space. So we wanted to have a guest room. Um, now, since then, it's worked out really well because my wife also works from home. And so that, we don't have an office, so to speak. Right. But now that has, we've we've done some some things to that room to where it's dual purpose. Okay. So now her, her office is inside our spare bedroom, but it's also got a queen size bed in it. So... You know, if anyone's coming over, we have a space for them. Yeah. So it was big for us. Sure. Um, so four bedrooms, big deal. The second thing that was a big deal to us was two living areas. Okay. So I, I know that's that's not on a lot of people's list, but we we had we first of all, you once you have something that works, mm-hmm. you want it again. Right. So we were a little bit spoiled because the very first house that we owned was four bedrooms and two living areas. Now it was still only a little bit more than 1900 square feet. It was laid out really, really well Mm -hmm. uh, to have that much space in it. But, um, we wanted two living areas because we wanted a living area for our family. In fact, we, in, in our previous house, we just called that our family room. And we had a separate living area, living room, but that wound up becoming a playroom. Okay. So young kids, we wanted them to have a space that was their own to have a playroom. And, you know, everybody has their own idea how they're going to do their family stuff. Sure. But we really wanted our kid to encourage our kids playing together and for their bedroom to be a, a space that they slept in. Yeah. And did homework in, which they're not quite there yet. My daughter's starting to have some homework, but not really homework. Yeah. But we wanted that to kind of be their their hideaway space, not their play space. Gotcha. And so we wanted to have a, a playroom for them dedicated for that to encourage them to play together. Uh, in fact, it worked out really, really well, like last night, because... Um, your wife called us uh, in the afternoon and was like, hey, you know, can our kids come over? Craig and I have some plans tonight. And so we were like, sure. So your three three kids came over and hung out. And I think, I mean, I went into the playroom this morning. It was absolutely destroyed. <laughs> and it was awesome because that's what we have that space for. Yeah. Like we, we don't care if that space gets destroyed. It's pretty easy to clean up and... It's a big enough space that five kids can be back there playing and hanging out. And yeah, that was probably time. only done by like one of my kids. 
<laughs> mine was mine was also involved. <laughs> I'm not saying that yours weren't. I'm just saying if it was a big mess, it could have been done by just one of mine. Yeah. Well, she's a bowling ball. <laughs> I have a bowling ball too. <laughs> they were probably doing it together. Yeah. It's team bowling. Yeah. So two living areas, really important to us. Um, the other thing that, that we really like about having two living areas is, again, we like having people over. We, yeah. we like hosting other families to come over and, and just have dinner, that, that sort of thing. So it allows us to have kind of an adult space and a kid space. Yeah. Most, not, I mean, this isn't exclusive, but but most of the people that, that we like having over are people that are our age. That have so kids. They have kids. And so they go back to the back of the house where the, where the playroom is. They get their own space. We get to hang out in the living area and actually you know, have a conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and in my house, which Craig talks about how weird his house is, my house is, is interesting in and of itself. Um, but that room is literally on the other side of the house. Yeah, it I is. Mean, it's kind of cool. It's a long way away. We've got the longest hallway in the history of hallways, <laughs> I think. It's very, very long. Um, you, you guys could like recreate that scene from The Shining. Um, the little kid on the tricycle. Could maybe yeah. we have? <laughs> maybe that was filmed at our house. Maybe <laughs> I'm not gonna sleep tonight. Uh, <laughs> so, wait till like 2 a.m. and just send you red rum. Yeah. Oh gosh, please don't do that. Um, I, I, actually, I'll probably be asleep and yeah. Do not disturb. You won't be fixing any bursted pipes or anything. I, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I will if I have to, but I, I sure hope not. Um, so, yeah, two living areas, important. Nice. So, uh, the next thing on my list, and, and this is kind of funny, the next thing on my list is one story. Mm. I did not want stairs. Um, so, previous house, no stairs. It was pier and beam, so there actually were a couple of steps in order to get up into the house. Yeah. But, you know, all one story. Um, and I wanted a one-story house, which was going to be a very difficult thing to do here in Houston to find a four-bedroom house with two living areas and one story. Yeah. Because they hardly exist. Um, most of the houses around here are two stories. They just they just are. Yeah. I mean, when you've got as many people living in the area that we have... <laughs> now, Houston's got a massive footprint, right? Uh -huh. But there's a ton of people and they build houses on top of each other. And so, um, you know, the way you get more space is to build up. Yeah. And so I, I was willing to compromise on this one. I really did not want to. Mm -hmm. What's really funny is my daughter had two criteria. So she was four right. when we moved here. She had two criteria. She said she wanted stairs <laughs> and a reading nook. That's why she likes coming to my house. <laughs> Dude, she loves to this day. She was like, I really like our house. I just wish it had stairs. <laughs> it's, she just wanted stairs and then a reading nook, uh -huh. which she wanted a space to be able. She's very much like my wife. She's introverted. She likes to be by herself and mm -hmm. she wanted a space to go where nobody else could bother her. <laughs> and so those were her two criteria. You didn't give her either one. I Well, we did give her one. Uh -huh. We did give her a reading nook. Her bedroom happens to have two closets in it. Oh, okay. And they're both decent size. And so we just created one to be, we took the door off of it, put a curtain up yeah. instead of an actual door. And it's, it had some shelving in it. So we put books in there. And so we, we kind of made it her own little 
little space. All right. So, but I, I, I get the appeal of the one story. Yeah, I do. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. mostly because my hair house is nothing but stairs. Um, well, even to go to your kitchen, you have to go upstairs. <laughs> two, two, two flights. Two flights of stairs. <laughs> or one yes. and a half. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how that works. Either way, there are steps involved. There are steps involved. Yeah. Yeah, to get the groceries up there, all yeah. that kind of stuff. I, 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 I get it. You want to drink a water? <laughs> go up some steps. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I get the... And I, I grew up in a one-story house, and they're, yeah. they're nice. Um, but there, to me, there is something about having that separation... Rather than rather than having a long hallway, you just have some stairs. Yeah, and so I one of the things that I will say is, um, and this is another one of our must haves, is not open concept. Oh, really? Yes. So <laughs> it, it's interesting because when we told our realtor this, uh, when we told Brandy, we we're like, we we don't want open concept, and we know we're weird about that. And her response was really interesting. Mm-hmm. She said. It's not nearly as weird as you think it is. Mm. But really? Like, because if you go watch HGTV, for example, um, most people are looking for big open concept. Yeah. Right? Like, um, they, they want that that space to not be closed in. They don't want to be confined. Yeah. Um, we like the separation. Uh-huh. We, we like to have areas that you can go into and kind of be separated from other areas. Um, it's just a personal preference of ours. We, we, I mean, and part of it is even like, we don't want to stare at our kitchen if it needs cleaned, Mm -hmm. you know, like if, if we want to watch a movie and we still got dishes in the dish in the sink and we haven't cleaned out the dishwasher yet. And so there's a process there. Uh, we want to, we want to not be looking at that whenever we're sitting down, you know, yeah. we kind of want it out of sight, out of mind. Um, and so when it comes to one stories, the ones that we like the most have separation. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the house that we had previously was separated. This house, you know, the the bedrooms are in a completely different part of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that they've got their own thermostat. I mean, they're, they're really yeah. in a hallway all by themselves. So... You know, I, I understand what you're saying. The separation is really nice. We like the separation too. Yeah. <laughs> so much so that we don't like open concept. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, again, well, I think I think probably the appeal of open concept to people is it makes you feel like you're getting more house on a smaller footprint. It feels big. Yeah. Like you can get an 1800 square foot house. It feels really big. Yeah. Cause you put a big tall ceiling in it and you connect the kitchen, the dining room and the yep. living room. And you know, yeah, that, that, that's what we had in our last house. And yeah. it, it was what I tell you what it's really good for is it's good for, uh, for hosting people. Absolutely great for hosting people. Yeah. I mean, and so like, if that's your thing, then open concept is probably more your bag. Yep. But like, if you're more into like intimate gatherings, you know, probably closed off is, is going to work a little bit better. I, I, I actually like both. I mean, I, yeah. I don't I, I don't know that I would have a preference. Um, it would just depend on whether or not I like the rest of the house. Yeah. Yeah. And and I also think how those how those spaces flow into each other really matter. Sure. Um, so in our house, like I said, we've got a clear separation between the front of the house and the back of the house. We've also got the the 
the courtyard outside. Yeah. So like whenever it comes to having people over, we kind of keep everybody in the front of the house. Um, and, and it works out. Yeah. It works out well. I was, I was, I was sitting here thinking as you're describing why you like closed off houses. I'm like, yeah, he's even got like doors going into his living room that closes it off from the rest of the we house. We do. <laughs> we do. Yeah. And now that was, that was there before we, we sure. got there. But I can imagine you seeing that and going, oh, I like that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. In fact, we had them closed today. We were in there <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we just got our dog spayed. And so um, it was about a week ago. And she just came out of the cone of shame today. Oh. And so we kind of wanted to keep our eye on her, you know? So we closed those doors so she couldn't go somewhere else in the, in the house. And, yeah. You know, bother herself. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we just kind of like that that separation. Yeah. Um, yeah there's, but, no, there's no closing off once you, once you open it wide up. No. So, no, no, good it's, luck. It's, yeah, it's really, really difficult because you lose something. You lose vaulted ceilings. You lose... There, there's different things that you wind up losing. Yeah. Um, Which I will say, I mean, if you like tall ceilings, it's difficult to achieve that in a closed off house. It is. So, and I, I, I do like tall ceilings. I do too. Um, it's interesting though, because our house has both. It does, yeah. Uh, our living area, both of our living areas have vaulted ceilings, mm-hmm. but the rest of the house does not. Yeah. So uh, basically we have attic space, in the non-living areas of our space of our house and we just have no attic space in our in our two living areas which is cool because they're on exterior parts of the house anyway yeah it makes it it makes it doable you know so it was it was a well-designed house in my opinion to to achieve what we have it it was designed well the now the other thing that is a must-have for us though um is windows since we like the closed off like not open concept we like big windows Mm. and so we we wanted plenty of window space we definitely have that in this house like so much so that we had to put solar screens on our house Mm. to just keep the temperature down because there's so many windows that the heat was just unbearable oh they didn't have those on before nope really nope Dude, they must have been paying a fortune. They had to have. In fact, when we when we went in to do our inspection for that house, um, if you don't know this, you can show up to your inspection. Sure. For your house, and I encourage you, you should. You should. But for some reason, some people think that they're not allowed or something. No. There, there's so many reasons to show up for your own inspection before you buy a house. I mean, I was in that house for over two hours inspecting it myself. Yeah. <laughs> not to mention the fact I got to listen to what the the inspector was saying yes as he was doing his work so and you can also go did you look at this yep exactly <laughs> so while we were there uh walked in and that that very front living room they had the fan going full blast yeah which was like a trigger to me i was like why mm-hmm. why do you have that going full blast i walked in there and i went that's why it's hot in yeah. this room it was the morning. It was like ten o'clock in the morning. It was super hot in there. Mm. Well, that those the huge windows in that room, uh, like full wall full of windows. Yeah, and it's a vaulted ceiling, so even the vaulted areas have have windows. And that room faces east, and yeah. so that sun was just beating down on those windows. It was super hot in there. Um, so it was something that honestly was kind of concerning to me. I was going, "Ugh, this is no good." Yeah. Um. But we put on solar screens, and that changed everything. Mm. I mean, dude, solar screens are amazing. They're really, really... And it changed the look of the outside of our house, too, which was 
which is a positive for do they put, us. Do they put those on the outside or the inside? They're on the outside. Okay. Yeah, they're on the outside. And and you can you can get different um, percentage of block, like sunblock. Right. Um, and, but you can still see out pretty well mm. uh, from the inside. It's just from the outside, you can't see in. No, not really. It's kind of some privacy, which is nice. Um, but big windows were, were a big deal to us as well. So um, our house has a ton of windows. Um so that's that's a, that's a must have for us as Y'all well. We're keeping Windex in business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We actually, I told my wife the other day, I was like, uh, "Don't open the window. There's a lot of work to be done. <laughs> we, we definitely need to spend some time working on our windows because there's a lot of them and they need cleaning. Mm. So, so yeah, windows. The next thing was a two car garage. Okay. Now, um, interestingly enough we've never had a garage before i've had one growing up we had a garage um you didn't have one at your last house we did not have one at our last house in fact like this a was, carport or something yeah okay this was this was on our our list of must-haves in our last house uh-huh. and i compromised not only did we not have a two-car garage we had a one-car carport ah so it, we didn't even have anything whoever gets home first that, well <laughs> what it meant is my wife got the car pulled. that's what that meant um and you know a lot of people use their garages for storage yep and we just don't want to do that um however that being said just because of the space that we have half of our garage is uh used for storage yeah kind of um, so my wife's car parks in, in the garage, uh, which, you know, it, it's amazing the difference in temperature of your car, getting yeah. in and out of your car, uh, especially living in the area we do just, you know, so hot, um, or cold, you know, if you live in a cold place, having, yeah, having a garage, wanna... dude, changes everything. Um, but my, my truck gets, gets parked outside, but we also have a golf cart. So that needs a place indoors yeah and so we've got that inside um i would i would actually think that well i i would think this is true is that most people that live up north in colder areas utilize their garages a lot more as garages for cars than people in the south i would agree with that so most people i know i mean and i'm I'm in and out of a lot of people's houses and so from my experience most people use their garages for storage yeah and and that actually is another one of my must-haves which is storage Mm -hmm. plenty of storage um because I don't really want to use my garage as storage. The previous house that we had, dude, we had like a 400 square foot shed in the back that was heated and cooled. Mm. And so that was our storage. Uh, I didn't care what was, I put, I had my baseball carts back there. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's how nice that area was. I, I would never put that in a non climate controlled space. Um, but having, having a, a good storage area was important to us. Thankfully, our, our attic space above our garage was floored. Oh, cool. And, and had light up there, so you just pull the chain, and we've got plenty of space up there. Are you talking about the one you're in now? Yes. Oh, okay. Now, it gets super hot up there, right? Yeah. So the way we accomplished that, uh, a fix, was to put an attic fan in. Right. And if, if you've never looked into an attic fan, I would highly encourage looking into an attic fan for multiple reasons. Even if you don't use your attic for storage, it will significantly change your heating and cooling bill uh, because you get you exit the heat from your attic and 
you're going to have a cooler house. Yeah. That's just the way that works. And they, they're, they're not that expensive. I think it was like $1,000. Um, but it's on a solar panel. So it uses no electricity uh, from, your, from your system, from mm-hmm. your grid. And it's on a thermostat. So when it gets to a certain degree, it kicks on. It pulls the, the heat out and turns off whenever it hits the, the temperature. So basically, our attic is the same temperature as our garage. Okay. Which is not bad. Right. Not bad. So, um, so yeah, store, closet storage, you know, um, pretty important for most people. Um, we got some pretty good storage in the one we have currently. The one we, the one we moved out of, we did not have enough storage inside, but we had that shed out back, yeah. which made a huge difference yeah. for us. So, you know, I, I, I go back and forth on that uh, because I think, I think a lot of people, when they have space, they use it. They, they use it. They yeah, fill it they up. They just fill it up with junk. You're right. And I'm not saying we don't have junk. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't know what your stuff is, but like, I just know how I am. And like, if I have space, I, I mean, like nature abhors a vacuum. I mean, yeah. like, you know, and, yeah. and like we just, we as people just, we like to accumulate stuff and sure. it's difficult to get rid of that. So it's like that, uh, the, the home organization episode that we did. Yep. You know, I mean, like that's what those people come in and try and that's cure. Right. It's like, just get rid of the stuff you don't need. That's right. Which is most of your stuff. It is. Like, it, but, but I'll tell you a lot of the stuff that we wind up storing mm-hmm. are seasonal. Yeah. So like my, my wife's big into decorating for the seasons. Yeah. Those sorts of things. So we've got tubs of decorations that could we do without? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's nice. I mean, if, if you are the type of person that likes to host and have people over and have a house that is seasonally, um, you know, decorated, then you got to have a place to put that stuff. Yeah. And, and some people, the way they get around that is to rent a storage shed. Yeah. Like somewhere. But to be honest, I don't want to drive to a storage shed just to pick all my stuff up, <laughs> yeah. you know? And that's off-site, and I had a storage shed one time, a unit that was vandalized, and <laughs> I'm a little bit gun-shy with those types of things. Well, not only that, I mean, like, those things, I mean, like, you know, not to dig on any people that own storage facilities, but, like, you know, tend to be, like, rodents and yeah. bugs and stuff that get in your stuff. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, you know. It's it's an option. If you have storage at your house, that's a better option. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, garages and and um, storage spaces are definitely important. So uh, the next thing that is important to me. What number are we on now? I don't know. <laughs> Seven maybe. Supposed <laughs> someone's supposed to be counting. Top ten. Top Kevin. ten it, or it, top ten ish. We'll go with that. <laughs> top ten ish. Um, so the, the next one for me is a smart home. Okay. I, 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 first of all, I'm just a, I'm just a technology geek and junkie as well. And so like for me, I really like having my smart devices. Uh, I'm not even overboard in some areas. Like we don't have any like smart plugs Mm -hmm. like that will turn on lamps or, you know, plug in certain things. We don't have any of those. But we have three things that are really have been really important to me. One of them is our thermostats. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And if you're interested in, in smart thermostats, you need to go listen to our episode on the Ecobee. Um, and, but there's others out there that are good. Yeah. We just, Craig and I just chose the Ecobee. We, and we are happy with it. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that may seem like conspiratorial. Like we're making something off of it. Like we're not, we just, like, <laughs> we just really liked it. <laughs> I kind of wish we were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not. Um, the Ecobee is a great device. Um, one of the things I love about it is I told you that one room was was hotter than the others. Yeah. It it still has the tendency to be a different temperature. Even though we've got the solar screens, it's just on the far end of the house from where the thermostat is. So I've got a room sensor in there. And so because of the room sensor, I'm able to push air where it needs to go and it cools down my house as it needs to. Yeah. Um so that I'll tell you now. Uh, we have seen a significant savings in our in our heating and air conditioning bill because of having a smart thermostat. Mm. It keeps us on track. Um, the other thing it does is like, you know, even with a seven day programmable, um, it doesn't account for like if no one's in the house, right? So like right now, if no one's in the house, my my thermostat changes, right? Um, so things like that that are just usage things that you can't do even with a, just a regular programmable thermostat, it's an important thing for us. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is smart locks. I love my smart locks <laughs> so much. Uh, when I, when I inevitably, I've got like 49 things to get out of my car because my kids have left this, that, or the other. I've got my own stuff I got to carry in. And my kids make it to the door before I do. Mm-hmm. And I can... Like whenever I show up on my doorstep, uh, pull into the, you know, the garage or, you know, the driveway and my front door unlocks. Yeah. So they can go right in. They don't have to worry about it. Um, I've had multiple instances where, you know, someone needs to get into my house. I can open it from anywhere. Um, the other, I'll tell you one of the things that's really, really cool. And this happened to me just the other night, kind of scared me actually, you know, they're, when they, when they lock or unlock, um, they make noise. I mean, they're, they're electronic. And so they've got kind of a, a sound that they make. And I was sitting in the living room next to our front door and all of a sudden it locked. Mm-hmm. And and I wasn't expecting it to, and it was late. It was eleven o'clock at night. Well, I have it set to where if it's unlocked at eleven o'clock, it locks itself. Oh, okay. And and I've got my other, I've got two others that are on a timer as well, so that if they if they're unlocked at a certain time of night, they lock themselves. So I will tell you that there have been instances where my wife has woken me up at two o'clock in the morning, and goes, "Did we lock the front door?" And huh. I'm like. I don't know, but I guess I'll go check, you know? <laughs> and now I can definitively say that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. She doesn't wake up in the middle of the night worrying about our, our door being unlocked because it locks itself at a certain time of night. So that's a, you know, there's some things about it that have been thoroughly enjoyable and have really changed our, our likability of getting, I don't have to carry a key. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. And then the last one, and I will tell you, man, I have saved so much money with this device, and that's our sprinkler mm-hmm. controller. Our Ratio uh, sprinkler controller has been amazing. So in August, when we were kind of going through a little mini drought here in Houston, yeah. my bill was $69 yeah. for water. That's, And I watered a lot. And, mm. and it wasn't me watering it. It was my 
my system telling it when it needed to water and when it didn't. Right. And, you know, regularly I walk my dog in the morning and I'll see people's every day, their, their sprinklers going and mine goes every once in a while. And so just, it saves me a lot of money and I don't have to think about it. Like it waters when it needs to, it doesn't when it doesn't need to. And I save money and it's so things like that, that for me, take the, the um the thinking out of it yeah man i love that so smart stuff yep i'll tell you another smart thing given drone quote a call man if you need solar or you need a roof there's nobody else i would call yeah i mean if 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 you haven't listened to our last episode you need to go listen to it and find out more about drone quote because we had the opportunity uh to have the owner of drone quote on our podcast and talk about uh, what they do, how they're different, and man, it was fun. It's a good episode. Yeah, and one of the things that we we ended up having a conversation with him after the show, and and one of the things that he mentioned to us is a, a big reason that they're competitive in, in the market in in bringing you better prices on solar and in, in roofing is that they actually take like a reduced rate. Yeah, uh, for their yeah, I don't even know, I don't know anybody who's out there doing that. Yeah, who's not hitting the market on what their commissions are. Yeah. And I mean, everybody's at least hitting market. Uh, but most people are, are gouging you with those things. But, but he was telling us after the episode that they take below market. Yeah. And they, they're able to, because they, they know that they're offering a product and it doesn't involve them sending an employee out to your house. Yeah. I mean, they're they're not having to to spend more money on employees just to make a sales pitch for two or three hours in your home. They yeah. don't have to do that. Yeah, and and like one of the things I thought was really cool is that they want you to take a picture of like your electrical panel. They want yeah. you to send a picture of like your your electrical bill. Yeah, and you just upload those things through their portal. Right. It's easy, and they evaluate they evaluate it for you. Yeah, it's simple. You don't have to really know anything. No. <laughs> and and on top of that, another reason they're able to, to keep their price low is because they don't work for a specific company. Right. They have a better than average chance of winning your business because they're giving you three quotes. Yeah. It's it's really, really slick, man. Yeah. So if you, if you haven't yet, go listen to the last episode and, and listen to what Sinue has to say about Drone Quote. He's He's got a real good heart and he's uh, trying to provide a great service to, to everyone out there who needs solar or a new roof. Yep. DroneQuote.com and go like their Facebook page, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Give them a like. And if you want to find them, go find our link in the show notes. Yep. All right, Kev, what's up next on your list? So the next thing on my list um, is a good kitchen. Okay. So I I love to cook. And uh I know that Craig loves to cook. I do love to so cook. This might be on his list. I, I don't know. I've not seen his I'm, list. I'm very particular about my kitchens. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Don't so, don't steal my thunder here. No. I'm I'm I'm, I'm waiting to pounce. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, so you know, we one of the things that we didn't have in our last house that we just are really thankful for is we've got a double oven. So, I mean, the, the availability of oven space is really, really nice. Uh, the one thing that I'm, I'm, we're wanting to do differently than what we currently have um, is we want a gas, a gas stove. Yes. And ours currently is not. It is electric. I do not like that. I would much rather have 
a gas stove, but we have what we have. Um, there are pluses and minuses. There absolutely are. And I'll tell you, we have one of those kind of the, the glass top. Yeah. Those are ones. the nicer ones for the electric for sure. Yeah. I mean, you don't talk about ease of cleaning. Yes. It's not even, that's close. the biggest thing. It is so nice when it comes to cleaning, but cooking, it's just not the same experiences as doing gas. No. Um, but you know, having plenty of storage for your, your dishes and things like that is important. Um, a good dishwasher. Yeah. I mean, man, there's nothing worse than a bad dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> I want a good dishwasher. Um, and, and honestly, the, the kitchen in the house that we currently have is not my absolute favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, the one we had in our previous house was a lot bigger. It had a center Island that was really, really nice. Um, but I need a space where I can go in and prepare food and enjoy being, cause you're going to, the typical person yeah. is going to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. They just are. Sure. So having an adequate space for all of that, really, really important. Yeah. So I, I actually like, I mean, like I like keeping my kitchen pretty simple. Okay. So, I mean, like I need a heat source. Yeah. I need a place to clean things. Mm. Other than that, I'm pretty good to go. Okay. But I like to, because I'm pretty simple, I like to actually have those things be really nice things. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, that's where I, you know, put most of my money is sure. into like stove, oven, sink, fridge. Yep. I'm done. Yep. I mean, we have a, we have a nice dishwasher as well. Um, but like, I think one of the things, not a lot of people notice this when they come to my home, I am anti microwave. I noticed. So yeah. Yep. No I, microwave in Craig's house. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I don't believe okay. in them. That's okay. So, I mean, they have their purpose. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than like potentially killing you, sure, yeah, they have a purpose. Okay, <laughs> a lot of dead people out there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good kitchen. I, I that's important. To well, me. and like and my I, so like I know. Let me just one of the reasons I don't like microwaves is because nowadays one of the ways people tend to install them in order to save space is to put them over the stove yeah. and use them as a vent. Yeah, I don't like that. Um I, to me you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. I mean it's like here ants. Yeah. This is the place I want you to gather. Right. And annoy the bejesus out of me in my kitchen. Yep. So here's a nice cozy place to live that I'm going to suck up all the grease from my stove and all the nice warm air and here hide here. Yep. I hate them. They're the worst. Yeah, so our we, we don't have one of those. Yeah, um, you got a countertop model. We do. Yeah, um, and I t I'll tell you one of the one of the really interesting options for that that we we considered is a lot of people are instead of having a double oven, they've got an oven microwave combo. Right. So those are becoming a little bit more popular. But um, you know, it, the other thing is a lot of microwaves are also they're. they're some of the technology has really changed and, mm -hmm. and they're making them more of an oven style uh, where you can do some different things in it. But I can you, get behind a toaster oven. Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. I'm, I'm particular about my toaster ovens. <laughs> you want to know why? Sure. So when I, when I grew up, my mom had an old toaster. Like it, it was a kind that she, she got as a, as a high school graduation gift. Oh, wow. So, um, some of you that, that are a little bit older might remember something like this. It had a tray uh -huh. that you like pull in and pull out. Yeah. So you pull in, it had these heating coils 
on the top and it just toasted the top of your bread. Oh. And so you pull so it the out. the bottom was still soft. This bottom was still soft. That's good it, for like cinnamon toast. Oh man, I love bread that is only toasted on one side. <laughs> so, but that being said, you, you there's only... There's only a few ways to do that. One of the ways you can do it is if you do it in the oven. Right. You can do that with a broiler, right? Yeah. Um, but if you don't want to turn your broiler on, which takes a lot of energy and a lot of heat and just may not be something you want to do, finding, like, my mom's toaster finally broke. They tried to get it fixed. They looked all over the place, could not find a place that would be able to repair it because the parts aren't even available. Right. So, um, there's you have to be real specific about your toasters, your pop-up toasters, and you have to have a bagel function. Yeah, I was gonna say they yeah, they got the bagel function. If you but a lot of them don't have it. Yeah. If you have the bagel function, then you can toast only one side of your bread. So there you go. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I was pretty particular. My wife was like, Hey, let's buy this toaster. And I was like, Nope, no bagel function. <laughs> Now, the one we found was super inexpensive. I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive, but it has, sure. to, has to have that bagel function. Yeah. Most of them do now. More, They are becoming more common, but a lot of them just don't. And, you know, people still put their bagels in there <laughs> and toast both sides of their bagels, but whatever. Sure. To each his own. They probably have microwaves, too. They probably do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, the next thing that was important to us is uh, the size of the yard. Uh, we've got kids. We want them to have a, a space to run and play and be outside. Um, one of the things that we definitely compromised on this house was we have no defined backyard. Okay. We have no fence. Um, and, and honestly, that's been a little bit frustrating because... But they can't play on the golf course? <laughs> they can, probably not advisable. <laughs> but that's that's the problem, though. There are golf balls flying around my backyard and yeah. um they're they're not super frequent we we live on the the executive course which just means you have to be a member in order to play on it you can't just come and play so it doesn't get as much traffic as some of the other golf course areas in in the neighborhood but um it, we're not quite at the point where we're ready to just let our kids go in the backyard and play yeah because of the spatial awareness there is a golf car, a golf course back there, but even more kind of scary than that is just uh, so directly at our backyard is a green, right? Uh, one of the greens, and on the other side of that green is a large pond, mm-hmm. and so that's something that we're just like, nope, not letting my kids out there by themselves, not right now. Ponds are ponds are scary, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Even if you know how to swim, they can they can be dangerous. So yeah. So we're just not quite there yet. We will be. Uh, my my kids are starting to get old enough where they can do that. But uh, but still, we wanted a large enough yard where they could be outside and and those sorts of things. And so, you know, a lot of these houses, man. I mean, the, one of the ways they 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 wind up lowering the price is they put them on super small lots. Oh yeah, you know, two story house on a small lot. <laughs> Man, that's that's something that we weren't interested. In, in fact, we we found a house that we really liked that was kind of a one and a half story. Um, the, the the second story was only on part of the house, but the yard was so small, man. It was like the size of this studio, mm. and you know, we just we had a dog at the time. And we were like, man, we can't. It was an outdoor dog. He lived at your house for a while. <laughs> um, 
We're like, man, we can't put an Australian Shepherd in this yard. Mm-hmm. That would be torture for everybody. Yeah. So yard size was important to us. Um, y'all don't have that issue here. Nah. <laughs> they got a few acres. We just kick the kids outside and hopefully they find their way back. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually they will. Yeah. Um, but y'all have some fencing, so that that does. Well, we haven't come up with collars for the kids yet, though. Yeah, they do. They do have. <clears throat> you do have the the shock fence. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I borrow that from the dog one day and test mm. it out on the kid. Yeah. Good luck. Oh. Don't don't let anybody else see you do that. Well, I think the kid would beat it. <laughs> One of them would. <laughs> she's smart. She may be a bowling ball, but she's smart. She's smart. Yeah. She knows exactly which buttons to press. That's right. All right. I got one more. And that's just it. one? Just one more. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, there are probably some honorable mentions going around, but like, you know, there, there are lots of different things that people could say. Like, I want ceiling fans. I want certain types of flooring. You know, I want, you know, personally, I'm kind of like, I want carpeting in my bedrooms. Yeah. I want hardwood floors <clears> and other, or, or, tile in other you know living more living areas um well i, I was I, real quick i was going to say on the, when you were talking about the the smaller yard I, one of the reasons i i know that two-story homes have become more popular is because you can take what was a smaller yard and make, make a bigger yard yep. because you're building up and so you you can take that that footprint of that house make it smaller and just yeah. go up yep. so you get more yard that way yeah absolutely and so i think that's where a lot of people end up compromising on the one story issue yep and we, we, you know, we're kind of an anomaly where we, we found a really cool house because it's, um, it's 2,400 square foot and which is a big footprint for a, for a one story house, but it's on a 12,000 square foot lot. Right. So it's like a quarter of an acre um, yeah. that it's on. So, I mean, it, which is weird because like whenever you, I mean, you've been over to my house a lot and so you, you it doesn't really feel like a quarter of an acre right um but it is it's 12 12,000 square foot we just have a lot of we have a lot of flower beds do you let them play in the front yard is that what you guys do yeah we play in the front yard a lot okay yeah we do um so because you can kind of come and go out of that courtyard and yeah and we've also got that um the mud kitchen and the sandbox on the side of the house now so right. we we spend a lot of time over there as well so Definitely do that. But, you know, flooring matters, ceiling fans matter, paint color matters to some people. Like, yeah. there's a lot of these things. But to me, those are temporary and those are easy fixes. Like, if I want to put a ceiling fan in, that's quick. Yeah. Right? And they're so inexpensive now. Like, you can get really, really nice ones for like 150 bucks. Yeah. Um, that are super nice. Um, but like some of the ones that I think are really cool, man, are just ridiculously expensive. Oh, they can be, man. We we got really lucky. We bought a one of those eight blade fans uh-huh. uh, and put it out in our our courtyard. Yeah, and it's got a six foot span on it, so it's it's really really big. Uh, but man, some of those can be so expensive. But even just some of those architectural ones, yeah, you can easily spend five hundred, six hundred, eight hundred, oh, yeah. thousand, fifteen hundred dollars. On fans, like my I, my wife has been eyeballing this windmill fan. Oh, have you seen those? Uh huh. So cool. Did is it kind of had two, two on it? Or no, just no, no. One? It's it's like it looks like a giant windmill okay. just turned to face down. Oh, I've not seen and that one. And it's it's like a I, I want to say it's like a six or an eight foot fan. Oh man, and it's massive. Yeah, right. And it's built for a room like what we have upstairs. And but, but it's, it's like it's probably like, put out a lot of air. Yeah. I mean, and it does. I mean, like it's you know. Anyway, but it's like twelve hundred bucks. So, so you don't have it? No, <laughs> no, you don't have it. 
All right, but uh, it didn't make the list this go round. So, so the, the one that's there is working just fine. That's the problem. It works just fine. <laughs> and when it breaks, we'll talk about it. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I just have one more that really, really was a big deal to us, and that's school district. Mm. So if you have kids, I highly recommend you think about what school district you're you're buying into. Yeah. Um, it you know they're not all created equal. And, no, and it especially is especially not in Texas. No, and you know Texas is big. We got a lot of different options, <laughs> uh, but even in the Houston area, I mean, some are just a lot better than others. And um, you know that information is out there; it's available online. Your realtor probably isn't going to have that information, right? Like even good realtors. In fact, let me put it this way: a good realtor won't give you advice on school district. Mm. And the reason is, is because that's a very personal thing. Yeah, like, it's a subjective. It's I mean, like, so it's so subjective. Like, what you think is really important for a school may be completely different than what I find important right. in a school. And and that's what my realtor said. She said, "Listen, the information's available. There are websites out there. I'm not even going to tell you what they are because they're so easy to find." Um, but what you find important in a school may be different than what I do. And so, you know, I don't even want to get into that conversation with you. Do your research. Yeah. It's, a, it's available. Well, and like for, for us here, I mean, I don't know how it is in other states. And you can probably speak to this a little bit out from, from Arkansas. Yeah. But like here in Texas, what you'll notice is like most of the school districts are like, for instance, I mean, here it's the Conroe Independent School District. Yeah. And then the Klein Independent School District. Yep. And the Spring Independent School District. Right. And so like these school districts are not like cooperating necessarily on like their curriculum and, right. and different things like that. They all get to make their own decisions. Yes, they do. I mean, like, there, there's certain things that come up, you know, and they based on fundings and, and so like there's tests and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's certain things that the state will bring down on. But for the most part, these school districts get to make their own decisions as to how things are going to go. That's right. Um, and you really need to pay attention as to what that particular school district is, how they're going to operate. That may be completely different in some other states. You know, I I, I don't know how Arkansas is. Yeah. I, I know a little bit how Florida is. Um, and so every state is even different how their school yeah. systems operate. No, you're exactly right. And, and, and some schools are going to be highly focused on math and science. Right. And some are going to be highly focused on the arts. Um, you know, some school districts in, 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 when I was growing up, we had shop class, mm-hmm. and woodworking class and some others like, like cosmetology and things like that. And Did some you take those, some cosmetology. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. All right. Uh, but, um, you so, have a fine buff on the top of your head there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but actually it's interesting because some of those things are starting to come back into some school districts. That's cool. Like they, they went away for a long time and they're starting to come back. And that may be something that you want your kid to have an option for. I've even seen some school districts offering technical schools. Yes. Like yes. Rather than like traditional education, you know, offering some, some trade and skills. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, which I think is great. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there, there's just so many variables down to, um, you know, testing scores to, you know, different, different ethnicities that are part of your school. Um, even location, like how far is it from your house, from your house? Yeah. 
Like if if something happened and you needed to get to the school, how long is it going to take? What kind of commute are you going to have? Yeah. I mean, because maybe it takes 10 minutes to get to your school in the morning and maybe in the afternoon it's 35. Yeah. You know, depending on what your commute is. So, you know, knowing that is really, really important. And especially if you're coming from a small town that only has one school district, pay attention, pay big, big attention. Yeah. Uh, Now, again, you may not have a choice. There may be, there may be times when you don't have a choice, but for us, we had a choice. And so school district was, was really, really important to us when Mm. we moved. So that's my list. It was all right. Okay. <laughs> I and and that's the thing. Like going back to being personal. Like this is my list, and yeah. and I'm fine if people you know absolutely disagree with all of them. That's fine. the The important thing is that you have a list. Yeah. And that you have a reason for all of those things. Uh, I'm a very unless you per- just enjoy being random. <laughs> well, the the problem is if you wind up being random, you're going to be so random that you're going to lose a lot of money. <laughs> you're going to buy a house randomly, randomly, <laughs> and you're going to hate it, and you're going to want to buy another house. Yep. And then you're not going to like that one. You want to buy another one, and eventually you've lost all your money. And uh, unless you, you know, randomly find a lot of it, <laughs> <laughs> you're on this random thing. I will tell you this: like, you you also need to recognize that. Having a house is not an asset. Right. It's a liability. Yeah. And and so it, unless you find a way to generate income <laughs> from your house. Yeah. Which you a, can do. You can do. Yeah. And so you just have to recognize that, that, you know, a lot of people will bill buying a house as an asset and, and it's really not. Um, no. And so being specific about what you have in your house and why you have your house. And if you do want to run a business out of your house, just make sure that you're set up well to do that. So that's our episode. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. Good. I think it's a lot of, I mean, like I think for people who maybe haven't started that home shopping process, yeah. you know, here's, here's some ideas to consider when you're, you know, putting your list together. Yeah. I'm interested to hear what yours is. Cause I, I'm sure it's going to be vastly different from mine. <laughs> Um, We may have some similar things, but I know just based on our two houses that what we are looking for is different. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, my, my list will probably be different. I mean, just in like what, what it's emphasized just because, uh, honestly, there's a lot of stuff I just don't care about. Sure. Um, now the things I do care about, I'm pretty particular about. Right. So, and, and the other thing that I would, I would want to tell people is like, I have no, I the, the thing that I that I'm really actually very adamant about is that someday these things that I want mm-hmm. are actually going to be transformed into a space that's very different. Like I I really want a house with a minimum of five acres, right? And I want it to be far enough out that I don't have people on top of me. Yeah, you know. So I that's something that I really really want. In fact my ideal house is probably a, a metal metal building, like a Mueller house. A Mueller house. Yeah. yeah. You, you've been talking about that a while now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, that's... After that interview, you've just been like, I really want that Mueller. I, I do. <laughs> I do. I just really like the idea of, of that type of thing. Now, I think it will incorporate a lot of the things that are in this list. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I guess that's the thing is like, knowing what your list is will help you determine 
what you're going to buy. Yeah. And if you don't have a good list, you're going to be disappointed. You need a filter. You do. Yeah. And and a good realtor will help you with that. Sure. But that realtor also can't make decisions for you. No. And they're and they're not going to. And honestly, if you don't if you don't communicate those things when you're working with her, it's just going to frustrate them. Yes. Because they're, they're they're guessing. They're just guessing. And and when you wind up guessing long enough, you're going to be like, I'm done. Yeah. I, I can't help you. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> I would really like to help you, but I don't know how. Yeah. So. All right, man. This has been good stuff. All right, guys. If you have not yet, go ahead and hit the like button on Facebook, the whatever it is on Instagram, the thing that <laughs> follows people on Twitter. <laughs> Subscribe to the episode. Excellent job, Craig. Click on all the things associated with the homeowner show. You'll be happy you did. Absolutely. You may not know what all the things are called, but you'll keep getting good content. There you go. (laughs) Every Tuesday, right? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday we're here. We thank you for sticking with us, for subscribing, for downloading this episode and sharing with your friends. And we'll see you next week. See you.